Here we are, everybody. Hello. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and bottles of water or whatever you like in the fridge. It is a lovely Monday evening, and we're sitting here today with two of the actresses, aka heroines, from the film series Heroin Berg. You know it if you watch the show. This is the third time Heroin Berg is making an appearance, but both of you are new to the show. So welcome. Thank you all for being here. We're really uh, happy to see you there. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean for that theme music to keep going there, but I just wanted to <laughs> clap for you. Thanks. So... For anyone out there that isn't already familiar with Heroinberg, I highly suggest checking out the other two episodes that we have recorded. You can go on the internet and check it all out at heroinberg.com. But right now, we're here in the moment with both of these people sitting in front of me. So why don't the two of you introduce yourselves and your characters, and we'll start there. Okay. Um, in real life, my name is Serena. In social media, I'm Serotonin, and that's kind of uh, what's connected with the Heroinberg. Um I play the character Dr. Kimberly Chang. Um, she is a mechanical engineer at Carnegie Mellon, and her super heroine character is, um, or persona rather, is Ex Machina. Cool. I'm Devin Ragsdale, and I do not play a heroine. I'm a villain, Ooh. actually. <laughs> That's very bad. <laughs> uh, it's Ms. Mara. She's the mistress of hypnotism. She also has super strength. Um, she's also known as Missy Thrall, if you can get the connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I know that, you know, you've been involved in the series now for a bit. You are newer to the series. And I, I got, I just heard from the director that you actually filmed yesterday. We did. So what was that experience like for you being on the set, filming in costume, all of those things? It's a whole lot to do. You know, do you have any background in acting? I don't. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. Did you do any acting at all prior to this thing? Background acting, if yeah. that counts. Okay, <laughs> cool. So how did you get involved in this and what was your first day like? I got involved because a friend of mine tagged me in the director's post on Facebook and I checked it out and I thought, well, this seems like it'd be fun. I like to do like whatever shenanigans and... Sure. Do you have a, like a background interest in comic books, action, those sorts of things? Not in particular. Okay. Um, I'm not unfamiliar with them. I do enjoy some comic book movies. I have read comic books. I, I grew you. up with them in the house because my brother always had them. So uh, I think my favorite for a long time was X-Men. Yeah. Awesome. And then so like your first day on the set, you know, you got you get your costume and you're doing all your acting choreography. What was all of that like? <laughs> uh, firstly, it was very hot and sweaty. Okay. Yesterday was so, so, so hot. The opposite the of this room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was interesting for me. Um, the choreography was uh, mostly, I think, the director. I'm not sure who else you might have worked that out with. Um, but we, we kind of took it slow and did short little scenes and... So it was easy to figure out, you know, what was going on. And he was receptive to like, you know, my questions and feedback and stuff like that. So it was, I think it was a good experience and it was fun. I even got a little bruise from it. Yeah. Tiny little, oh, for my efforts, I have something to show off now. <laughs> what did you do yesterday? I kicked some villain butt. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's super awesome. Now, Devin, what was your, I know you've, already been in a few, a few episodes now at this point and you've been on the set a good bit, but what was your experience or your background with acting and transitioning into doing something like this? What was that like for you? Um, well, I've done for a long time. I've been doing sketch comedy mostly. I've done all kinds of acting and performing, but like mostly comedy. Yeah. So this is a different it's definitely different. I mean, I've dressed up in costumes before and stuff, but um, uh, yeah, it was a lot different to put on the costume and be like, now I, I don't know, to get in that idea of like, I'm putting on a costume and now I have power or something. It's, it's kind of, it was fun to like do something different like that and get to be a little, I don't know, it's a different kind of acting than just doing comedy. So yeah, I bet. Fun. Yeah. 
And it was, it was also actually one of the reasons I submitted for this role is I had been in a comedy show where I wore a, they had a picture of Mesmera, the character, and I had worn a similar costume already for another show. So I was like, hey, I wore a shiny pink skin tight um, suit for this space show. Yeah. So I think I could do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. With, uh, being a part of this series, there's a whole lot of things that are going on outside of just the the series. You know, there's a comic book that has just come out showing that real quick. And before we get too deep into this conversation, I do want to shout out some of the things that Heroinberg has going on, some of the dates, and feel free to chime in if either of you are going to be involved in any of these things. Uh, most importantly, this weekend, Heroinberg's going to be at Hazard Con in Erie, PA. That's July 26th, 27th, and 28th. They'll be showing episodes 10 through 15 there, so there will be some of you there mm -hmm. on the screen. Uh, and some upcoming clips from episode 16. Is episode 16 the episode that you're going to be in? Uh, yes, it is. Awesome. Awesome. Super cool. So there will be some of you there. Are either you going to be attending Hazard Con? I won't be, no. no. You won't be there in person, but another time. Yeah. Another time. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, the, the comic book is available now. We do want to shout that out there. And if you are going to be at Hazard Con, they're going to be in the Artist Alley at Booth 11, along with... Uh, Marvin Wynn from The Edge, which is another local Pittsburgh comic that's super awesome. Oh, and Scintilla will also be there for three days. Shout outs to Alicia, who just happens to be on screen at nice. the same time that we said that. How serendipitous. You know, there, there, sometimes there are higher powers in the universe that just make things happen. Indeed. <laughs> oh, it's a good shot, too. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Speaking of make things happen, uh, I haven't mentioned what my powers are. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, we can dig back into that. Yeah. Sorry. No, kind totally. We have, we have all time. We have oh, all day. As a director learned, I have a tendency to do things out of order. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the powers are um, powers of magnetism, kind of like Magneto, and also uh, the ability to um, build and rebuild like technolo technological stuff like real quick. How does that relate to you in your real life? <laughs> um, I have a magnetic personality okay. and I am rather, I am rather MacGyvery. I like to tinker with things and I'm always adapting stuff. Um, one of my jobs is I work with uh, kids with special needs and a lot of times I have to adapt the toys or materials or whatever to meet their, um, where they are. Okay. And so I just, that just kind of comes naturally. So, so you're felt, already kind of like. Yeah. A, a heroine in real life, right? <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> no, that. No, that's some, that's some serious stuff doing that. That's awesome. Thank you. It takes a very, very special person to be able to do that. Thanks. That's awesome. Anything else in your outside life that you do that maybe like on a creative side of things? Not particularly. Um, I do surround myself with a lot of creative people though. Okay. Musically and artistically. My friends are like fantastically talented. <laughs> nice. Nice. Before we started the conversation, you had mentioned that you like going to local music shows and things mm -hmm. like that. That's super cool. Do you have any friends that play in bands from around the area? I do. I that I might a, know? Uh, you might. I have a few friends that play in a bunch of different bands. Um, one of my husband and my, mm -hmm. our, one of our favorites is uh, the legendary Hucklebucks. Okay. They do uh, rockabilly. Yeah. Um, my friend Ian Green is in a bunch of different things. One is Bingo Quixote. Um, he does, he's in that with his wife. He does drums. She does sax. Uh, he's also in Liberty Tubes with Andrew Lassell. Okay. Not familiar with them. Um, there's a lot of people in he, the city. You probably are familiar with him, though. He is also known as, or previously has been known as Andrew the Impaled. Oh, like, okay. Okay, see? <laughs> I okay. thought you might. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's probably some other ones in there that I got I'm you. forgetting right now. That's super cool. And then, Devin, you mentioned that you have a background in sketch comedy and I guess that whole scene of Pittsburgh. Do you ever dive into the local music scene at all? The, the music, well, I'm actually new to Pittsburgh, so I oh, don't, um, I'm not really into any of the scenes yet. Okay. <laughs> but um, I wasn't aware. I would, I'm sorry if you mentioned that earlier. No, that's okay. okay. Um, I've wanted to find out what bands I should see. So um, I'll have to get some recommendations. What kind of music do you like? <laughs> Um, I like a lot of different things. I, sure. I can kind of, um, if it's live, 
I kind of can like anything as long as it's a good show, you mm-hmm. know, like what I feel like what I listen to is different than what I might see live. Like I like a good, um, a good show. That good. makes sense. <laughs> no, that I'm the same way. There's a lot of artists that I may not necessarily sit down and listen to for, uh, just musical enjoyment, but mm-hmm. they put on a great show and it's yeah. a completely different thing yeah. being there in person with it. So mm-hmm. new to Pittsburgh, huh? Uh-huh. How long have you been in the Pittsburgh area? Um, a little less than a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure getting to travel around with the Heroinberg crew and filming in all these, you know, off the wall niche locations, yeah. <laughs> you're getting to learn a, a good bit about the city. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah like, being so. that's really cool for anybody bringing this back to people that might be new to Heroinburg. You know, this is a series that takes place in Pittsburgh, and it's been s- quoted that Pittsburgh is almost another character mm-hmm. in the series <laughs> because of you know how much Pittsburgh things are used in the series. And uh, what about you? What's your background? Where are you from? Um, conversely, she's very new. I'm pretty much a Pittsburgher through and through. I've been here since the late seventies. Nice. Um, and I live out near Monroeville. Um, and yeah, so I come into town a lot because this is where things happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why not, uh, live a little closer or do you just have like a, a sweet pad out, out there? Oh no, it is far from a sweet pad, but my oh, husband no. is, uh, he prefers the suburbs. Oh, okay. With, uh, your husband preferring the suburbs. Uh, I don't know why I'm assuming that he may find the, uh, actually this is really unfair of me because you mentioned that all the the local music and stuff, but I'm just thinking about like your husband and you and being a part of this series and then like just somebody in the suburbs and being like, what is this weird (laughs) thing that you're doing? Oh, he's used to me doing weird things. I'm super social. He's probably, I would call an extroverted introvert and I'm an extrovert's extrovert. I'm all over the place. I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't met yet. Yeah. Well, here we are. I mean, we're in the same room talking to each other yes, finally. with microphones in front of a camera for the internet. Mm-hmm. Say hi to the internet. Hello, internet. Hello. <laughs> so a few more things going on with Heroinberg. I do, there's a whole lot that's going on. I want to make sure I touch base on these things. Um, so Heroinberg, in addition to Hazard Con, is also going to be at Still City Con. That's in August, just a few weeks away. 9th, 10th, and 11th. They're going to be, uh, very specifically, Booth and 11 Vendors Hall. Again, with Marvin from The Edge. And some of the uh, actresses, Vendetta, will be there. Who... And you will be there as well. Yeah. Cool. Steel City Con. Okay. So this is a good time to ask you this. It's a good transition question. So do you have any background in going to cons or pop culture events or anything like that? Not particularly. So can- I did go. I have, through Heroinburg, I have been to one other, uh, two, Steel City Con and Three Rivers Con. And prior to that, I helped man a friend's booth at one. Okay. So you've done some of the cons already with mm-hmm. Heroinburg. Super, super cool. So what is that experience like, you know, meeting people, some fans, being in costume, taking pictures, the whole nine? Um, It was fun. One thing that really surprised me was twice I was approached by a little kid, like a little small one and like a medium one. And they were like, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, um, okay, <laughs> sure. And they were, I guess, you know, because of the costume, I looked like a superhero and, and they thought that was really fun and they were like super excited. And yeah, it's it super cute. cool. I think that it's, it's really cool for kids to be able to see like different representation at events like that mm-hmm. and stuff that seems a little bit more relatable too, because, you know, a lot of times you either get like, you know, there's a bunch of like out of shape dudes dressed up like Batman. It's like, I don't know about that. But then like, there's something that's like a little bit easier, more approachable to connect with. There were, and that's fun. There were a lot of families there and I did get some other um, folks asked to have their picture taken with me. Some dudes dressed up as, you know, Oh Batman yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had, yeah, I'm sure you had Spider-Man and the Hulk and the whole, the whole nine. I really, really enjoy going to conventions. I've never been much of a, a cosplay person, but I enjoy going and I always like seeing all the detail that goes into a lot of the stuff that some of those people pull together. It's mm-hmm. like, it almost seems like their entire life is just revolved around making this insanely awesome costume to wear for this 
Yeah. Event, and then they just love taking pictures with people and meeting people. It's great. I have friends that are super into that and they cosplay a lot. Um, I'm not sure exactly where the line is between cosplay and just getting up dressed up in costume because I've always loved Halloween. I've I've gone to a party like every year for the past like forever of my life. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like I like to do that. I guess it's probably has to do with like maybe authenticity. Cosplayers try to be more accurate and I'm just sort of this is close enough to what I'm trying to look like, mm-hmm. but I think it's fun. So I do a lot of that. So my assumption now is that with having all the, the Halloween and the dress up and things like that, the costume transition wasn't a big deal for you either. I mean, Devin had already worn the pink yes. shiny tight stuff and you've been dressing <laughs> up forever. So yeah. you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> what about being in front of the camera for you? What was that transition like? I still hate it. <laughs> Do you hear it right now? Yes. Don't remind her. <laughs> and I don't her. like the sound of my voice either. Oh, no. I think a lot of it is just a matter of getting used to these things. Yeah, yeah. you're going to um, have to, I guess. Yeah. I, I've done, I've been filmed several times and it's still always like kind of hard to look at myself Sometimes I edit my own things that I'm doing and I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to, why do I sound like that? You know? <laughs> sure. I sound like some weird animal or something. Yeah. It's always, it's always hard. Yeah. Well, at least I don't me. know if that's comforting. No, you get <laughs> used to it. I mean, you get, get used yeah. to it, but you're still, you still aren't, I'm not like excited about it. <laughs> well, sure. You're not like, yeah, I can't wait to get in front of the camera. Well, yeah, I, Although I did like seeing myself in the costume, like actually moving around and fighting with people. That was, that was like, that was more fun to watch than just a regular um, acting scene. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just to be fair, I think you're probably in a much healthier state mentally if you don't like hearing the sound of your voice versus <laughs> liking to hear the sound of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think you want to, you're probably better off on that. So heroinberg, you know, we got villain, heroin or villainess. I, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Have the two of you met yet in the series? And are you aware of any potential meetings? I suppose Because you're friendly right now, but what's going to happen? <laughs> Frenemies. It's a thing. <laughs> she's under my command right now. Okay. That's why she seems so negative. <laughs> uh, we, I, don't know of, I don't know of us meeting yet. I yeah. don't think. But um, I'll it's find only, you. Only time will tell, I suppose. <laughs> I'm sure your paths will have to cross eventually. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so the next episode that's going to be out is episode 16. That's going to be in October. So we do have some time until then. In the meantime, as we've mentioned, Heroinberg Comics number one is available. It's sold in some physical retail stores. Yes, you could go to an actual comic book <laughs> shop like a good human being and give them your hard-earned American dollars and pick up one of these <laughs> at New Dimension Comics at one of their four locations in the waterfront, Pittsburgh Mills, Butler, or Cranberry, Phantom of the Attic in Oakland, Copacetic Comics in Polish Hill, Mustang Comics in Regent Square, which I'm not familiar with and I'm going to have to check that out, and Walt's Hobby Shop downtown and also Big Bang Comics in Swickley and Geekadrome in Brookline. That is a lot of places to get a comic book. And this will also, I've been told it will be available for sale online at some point in time, but unless you don't live in Pittsburgh, just get off your tuchus and go to one of these awesome Pittsburgh shops and help them stay in business, help support local art, local business, and buy yourself a cool piece of a Pittsburgh history, if nothing else, it's a cool little artifact to have. And if Check you're me out right here, and, and it, yeah, and if you're if you're into comics and you're into all this stuff, there's no reason not to check it out, especially if you live in Pittsburgh. Sheesh. And on top of that, let's right. say you're somebody out there. Maybe you don't have the funds to pick up a comic. Maybe you're like, gee, I wish Heroinberg would be featured in a free paper. Good on you. Pittsburgh <laughs> Current is going to be featuring a, uh, a strip that's going to be debuting this week, actually, in the Pittsburgh Current Alt-Weekly. It will appear in every issue in the comic section. Each story is going to be six issues long, and with uh, it being a bi-weekly magazine, it's going to take some time to get a full, a full story through, but the current's free. Pick it up if you can find a copy. And the art is done by Benjamin Zeus Barnett. Did I pronounce that right? I think I did. Cool. So right now, 
they're in the middle of filming episode 16, which you were doing yesterday and you got beat up and stuff like <laughs> that. a little bit. Uh, do you know if all of your parts are done for episode 16? You're going to be, so you're, yep. you're good to go. So yep, the bruise can heal yes. and you're going to be all right. I didn't even know it was there until I was primping <laughs> in front of the mirror. I said, hey, what is this? And it's actually not uncommon for me to have random like marks on me. I'm like, how did I do that? And I was like, oh wait, I know where this one came from. <laughs> uh-huh. So. Have you been injured on set yet? Um, I don't recall being injured. No, I don't think I w- I've been injured yet, but I, I hope to one day earn, oh. earn, no, it's on your acting bucket list. <laughs> I've been injured doing that. <laughs> what about but in your sketch comedy life? Have I been injured? Any, any, any spills, accidents? I'm sure, but I, there's so many opportunities that I would have had to fall or I'm sure there's ones, I can't remember any uh, specific amazing one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't, I'll have to think back on that. Fair enough. So mm-hmm. now transitioning back into your journey from wherever you were into Pittsburgh, you mentioned you've been trying to, you're still kind of figuring out things in Pittsburgh. You don't yeah. know about local music. Have takes, you, yeah. have you like locked into the local comedy thing here? Have you found any of that I've stuff? I've been, I've been starting to go to things. I still have, it always takes a little time. I don't know when I moved to a new city, at least it takes me a little time to kind of Where did like, you move from? Most recently I was in Austin, Texas. Okay. And then before that I lived in New York for a really long time. Okay. So yeah. What's facilitating all of the bouncing? Um, just life. I'm just, I, yeah, I, I mean, Austin was just, I needed to leave New York. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so you went on the complete opposite side of the, the country. I was born in Texas, so I'd been there, okay. but I wasn't born in Austin. But um, Growing um, up in Texas, what was that like? Um, it's not like horses and stuff. You know? yeah, um, I, I, don't, like I only lived there until I was about 13, I um, like- but I grew up in Houston, which is a big city, so... Um, it's just muggy and just another hot. city. Yeah, I can't. It's hard for me because I was young, so I I don't um, remember. Yeah. When did you like, get <laughs> into doing uh, the the comedy stuff? Um, my mom had a comedy theater when I was a kid in oh, Houston. No in Houston, she opened a comedy theater when I was about eight. Wow. Um, and uh, I was super super shy, but they were always trying to get me to sing karaoke or do stuff. And um, at some point. I managed to start getting up there. And then at, when I was about 12 or 13, I said I wanted to have my own sketch comedy troupe. So I had me and my friends got together and we would write, we would write sketches and do improv. And like, that was our favorite thing. We would just uh, hang out doing freeze tag improv. We were really cool. Nice. <laughs> and then whenever you were in New York, did you take part in that yeah, I started, scene? I, I think took, there's a lot of that up there, right? Yeah. I was a teenager and I, I started taking classes at, UCB Upright Citizens Brigade there mm-hmm. and the, all the different improv theaters there. I took classes and um, did sketch shows and just, yeah. <laughs> and I ran a little theater in Times Square for a while there. So Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. And then, that, then at some point it was really, really expensive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can't imagine. And I figured, you know, I should go somewhere where I can learn to drive. So anyway. <laughs> it is difficult to drive around here. Oh my God. I hate driving. <laughs> if you could drive here, you could pretty much drive anywhere. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. I've been on so many bridges that I wasn't supposed to be on. But you're still here. I'm still, I'm still. You, you, you did all right. Yeah. Now for, we've discussed mm-hmm. Ex Machina. And we discussed a little bit about your character. All right. But here you are again, yeah. serendipity. Can we chat a little bit more about what you do Mesmera. that's so bad? Mesmera? Yes. <laughs> um, well, she went to jail. <laughs> As villains often do. Yes. And then um, the black faction broke Mesmera and some other villains out and we had a very glorious exit. <laughs> um, I hypnotized some guards and then, um, I was one of those yeah. guards. Yeah. Well, you were, you were, uh, I got bead. You got bead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But I was still, I was still part of, yeah, it was, yeah, she was, we were together. I was there when you escaped. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, 
she kind of go, gets hired by this evil developer brick who wants to uh this is this is actually from the episode um gardenia and zinnia they uh this this developer he wants to he's doing things without getting the right um environmental i can't think of the right word (laughs) you know he's doing bad things for the environment um and so gardenia and zinnia are warriors for that and uh Mesmera has a battle with them, and she she thinks she's won, but then Gardenia uh, wraps her up in in a vine, and I get to wriggle on the floor. I may have hurt myself a little bit when I <laughs> fell when I fell uh, wrapped wrapped in some fake vines. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, and now she's uh, she's she's trying to get back. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll be seeing her. Yeah. It's so cool looking at all of these pictures and seeing just all of the things and how much has happened in such a short period of time. And I've said that both other times that we've done Heroinberg episodes and I continue to be just really impressed at the level of productivity and just like Mm -hmm. the amount of fucks given that are put into this to like, <laughs> we're going to keep filming these episodes that are like, they're full episodes. It's not little like five minute things. They're full episodes. And then like, you know, you know what? We're going to make a, a, an MF in comic. I don't know why I'm trying to not swear, but I just didn't oh, feel like it. Oh, swear? Oh yeah, you could swear <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. Uh, Good to although, I mean, you're a heroine. I don't know if you should be swearing. Heroines Do heroines are swear? multifaceted people. I guess so. Yeah. Anyways, a com- <laughs> uh, there's a comic and now with the Pittsburgh Current thing and all these appearances at the the cons and all these other things, it's really, really cool just you know looking at this slideshow here of just all these clips from everything. That's a very, very good uh, still image of you, yeah. by the way. The bear hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, I know, so you've only been on set, you know, one day, right? Yesterday was your first day filming. Yep. Um, so it, I guess it would be a little bit more in your memory now to s- ask you if you have a favorite moment from filming yesterday. Any really thing that really stood out for you? No. Favorite moments in particular are some of the behind the scenes bantering and being silly between takes. I like that yeah. kind of stuff. Building of camaraderie, getting to know each other. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's such a... As a, as adults, we're all we're all well past the threshold of being adults at this point. It's really, you know, it can be complicated and awkward to meet new people, and it's such a unique environment to meet new people. In. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's pretty pretty <laughs> unlike anything else. It's a lot different than you know going to some weird dinner with a bunch of people or something like that. You know, it's like, we're all in these costumes and we're all getting ready to film something. It feels very, it's, it's very foreign, but in like a really, really fun way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You kind of immediately have to bond with each other. Like, Hey, I'm going to choke you now. (laughs) 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 We've never met before, but I'm going to hug you from behind. Is that okay? Uh (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because a lot of the time, you know, filming on a, a, a DIY independent schedule, you know, you're trying to get things done quick and there's no time to really even get to know each other. It's just like, you know, we're here, we got to be out of here. And like, you know, the next, however much time, we only have this much time to film here. Yeah. Do it. No time to fuck around. Let's get to work. Yeah. So you got to sprinkle those moments in between. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have any favorite moments, Devin, from filming? Um, yeah, it was a little bit. But um, I was thinking, we were talking earlier, um, Miss Mara breaks. Uh, she wants to, because sh- when she comes out of um, jail, her skills, she's stronger and her her powers are stronger. So she wants to show that she can bend um this this metal pole yeah but we didn't i mean i can't actually bend a real metal <laughs> pole i'm going to admit that no <laughs> um, i think you could but so we had but um it was <laughs> it didn't it, it was more like a it's more like bending a straw or something the okay thing we had so it just uh, i never felt like i quite it was the you know mm-hmm. like pretending to bend uh, okay. something yeah and then uh 
But uh, so that was that's probably the hardest acting moment for me. <laughs> in in your sketch comedy days, did you do any like prop things? Um, I mean, yeah, I've definitely had to. I guess I guess you would have to, right? There's props involved, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but usually, a lot of the stuff I do is usually like let's lose as little as possible so we don't have to carry it around everywhere. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, definitely, I definitely remember in New York one time. Um, have, with having two rolling office chairs that I needed for a sketch and taking them on the subway <laughs> and try, trying to like uh, balance, um. balance myself. With t- I think I sat on one and like held the other one in, and all these kids were making fun of me. Oh, uh, that seems like a, a, a really good New York moment. And yeah. here, here we are. Look, who, look who's on the screen. Yeah, great. <laughs> Am I making there? It's bad. I'm so... I'm so critical of myself all the time, like how I look and stuff, especially in photographs. So you asked me before how comfortable I felt in front of the camera and video camera. I'm still intensely uncomfortable about still cameras. I still don't like a lot, but I'm friends with a lot of photographers and just for fun. Sometimes we do photo shoots. So that's helped me get a lot more comfortable. And um, people are under the impression that I like to have my picture taken because I put (laughs) pictures on Facebook all the time. They're like, would you do this all the time? I'm like, and I decided to do it to kind of push myself outside of my comfort zone. So doing this is taking me another step further from that because yeah. I figured, what do I have to lose? I'm hanging out with my friends. It's I might get some cool pictures out of it. If not, I just won't post them online. Nobody will see them. <laughs> it's, you know, it's easy. It's safe. And, you know, I've learned a lot about lighting and positioning and posing and all kind of stuff. So, but Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that you learn. Oh, you can learn. You don't have to. But if you're on the set of something that's filming and if you just utilize that time to watch what everybody's doing and how people are setting up things, I really like how things work behind the scenes. It's always so much fun seeing the, you know, peeking behind the curtain, if you will. So it was really fun the day that I got to shoot with Heronberg on the episode just Mm because it was just fun seeing everybody in action, you know, just like seeing the director taking charge and getting everything set up and meeting the other people. It was really cool. It was, I was really yeah. happy to be a part of it. Yeah. That was my first time, my first shoot with the show. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, you know, moving forward outside of Heroinberg, do you, uh, either of you see yourselves pursuing any other acting roles in anything? Um, not in particular. I do on occasion, uh, Audition with uh, Nancy Moss for casting. Usually it's the the stuff they post that has like a higher dollar value of compensation. I'm like, well, that's enough for me to sort of push myself outside of my comfort zone. I'll try, I'll try for that. So I'm, sure. not, I'm not actively trying to be an actress or anything, but if something were to fall in my lap, you know, sure, why not? Oh, and I did misspeak before. I have filmed one other time with my friend Paul Nanzik. He was doing a pilot for a series called Forever Young that he was trying to get together. It was about like, a, um, I didn't star in it. I was just like a, a side person, but uh, a vampire, a female vampire, sort of kind of like Buffy. Um, she's done everything in the world that she's kind of bored with her life. She's conquered things. She's, Hell yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, what have I not done? And she realized, oh, I never went to high school. So it's set in like a, in high school. And <laughs> okay. She's, she's learning about being a, a human and functioning in a college or not college, a high school setting. And it's, you know, it's, it's weird. And there's a lot of pitfalls and, you know, com- uh, room for comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. What about you? Devin? Um, yeah, I'm uh, I work right now. I've been doing since I'm still kind of meeting people here and stuff. I've been working on, I do like character videos that I just do myself sometimes. Um, like on YouTube. On the YouTube, on yes. the YouTube, um, I have a character, Janet. She's a she's a really terrible life coach. <laughs> so okay. she's a yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us your channel where we can? Yeah, play? I was gonna, yeah. Um, you want to put that out there? My my really weird videos. Yeah, so I get I think my, pe- fa- I think my people favorite. Would like to see your my, weird videos. My favorite thing is the comments where people don't. They think she's a real life coach. Oh no! <laughs> so that's I hope. I yeah. hope to get more of those. <laughs> yeah, I, um, sarcasm yeah. and nuance is lost on a large portion of the internet, unfortunately. It's so. true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's um, it's devspiration, like inspiration, but D-E-V-spiration. Okay. <laughs> or perspiration, whichever one. Is this YouTube channel something that you've been running for a while? 
Um, I've had it for a little bit. It's not, I need to get more consistent with it. Um, I'd like to have her to have more, more consistent videos, but, uh, yeah, but I've had it for a little while. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Now with Heroinberg and this comic, some of you, some appearances in this comic, I know your characters in the comic is yeah. Ex Machina in the comic as well. I think uh, so. I think yeah. Ex Machina is on the cover. Yeah. I don't remember a little more around halfway through here. She starts being featured. Um, I'll give you a little teasers, but. I... Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ex Machina stars in the second story, which is about halfway through. I'll give you some teasers here, but if you want to read about it, you're going to have to get your own. <laughs> There's some mishaps in the lab. There's, you know, villains, villaining and uh, fighting and machinery and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, you know, being in a comic book, something that you ever imagined happening I in your not, lifetime. I did not expect that. I mean, I'm just seeing it today for the first time. I've seen the comic book. So it was, it was, um, I didn't realize. Um, oh yeah, right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. It's, I mean, it's really exciting. It's really. It's like, oh, that does. That's the costume. <laughs> um, yeah, you're in the first story, huh? Yeah. Nice. It's exci- yeah. There's. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly me. <laughs> so you, you're all. You're, you're all dressed up. You ready yeah. to cause some trouble? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> what now? Okay, so in the mind. In the mind of your character, mm-hmm. what are you about to do right now? What do you think? Hypnotize somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the bag? What do you keep in the bag? What's in the bag? Um, what's in the bag? Uh, Private things. Don't ask a lady what's in their bag. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There you. That's true. That's true. Jeez. <laughs> do you think you're more evil or just sort of? mischievous she's uh she's trying to like prove herself because she's always been kind of a small person in the background trying to she hangs out at like she's kind of the band groupie she was and never got noticed by the people she wanted to get noticed by and then she got these powers and was like well fuck you now I'm gonna like you know now I have the power now I'm gonna show you what I can do. So she's very much like trying to prove herself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Show, yeah. Whenever there she is proving herself. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the that's the hypnotizing. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some, yeah. That was the, that's the scene that I was in actually. That might be my hand holding a gun there on the far left. But <laughs> I was not hypnotized. I got as as we've bead. been saying, we, I was bead. I was wondering what that meant. I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Buzzed. You got buzzed. Yeah, I got okay. buzzed. You guys were not very effective guards if they all escaped. <laughs> well, they don't have uh, superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, I suppose. Yeah, and I don't have superpower, just, you know, some <laughs> some miserable... Your underpaid... Living wage, yeah. yeah. Underpaid, <laughs> yeah. Under, uh, undertrained... Subpar tools and weapons to defend yourself against. I never, against. never stood a chance. Fair enough. With Heroinberg and telling people in your lives about it, or just people that you don't know, and promoting the, you know, promoting this, you know, how do you go about uh, approaching people and telling people like, "Hey, I'm a part of this thing," and people are like, "Oh, you're in a thing. What is it? Like, oh, it's a, it's a superhero heroin thing," and there's like. I'm sure like a lot of people are like, no way. (laughs) Are you serious? And then like, you know, what has that response been like from uh, people in your personal lives? Well, people really like to hear that it's female superheroes. Obviously that, that was also at the, like at the comic con when there would be little girls or younger girls who would be um, like their moms were like, yeah, go check that one out. Cause you know, that was like, it's very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Female superheroes. And so I think, um, but I also like to mention that cause it, I feel like this show often talks about things that are actually like gentrification and stuff like that in Pittsburgh, which is kind of... That's very topical, yeah. Yeah. I mean, which I guess 
is what comics and comic books do a lot is, you know, show you what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe that the the story that's in the, the Pittsburgh Current that's going to be available this week has something to do with a busting down a sex trafficking ring or something oh boy. In, the, in that realm. So yeah, there's all sorts of, as a, the thing that I had mentioned earlier about Pittsburgh itself also being a character in the show, Ex Machina's character working, you know, in technology and with uh, CMU and all of those things. So it's super cool to see everything that's brought together and to see those places in the show for anybody that hasn't watched it, this would probably be a good time to drop again. All the episodes are available on heroinberg.com and you can watch a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and clips on uh, the YouTube channel as well that you can check out after you visit your YouTube channel. <laughs> you can stop by the Heroinberg YouTube <laughs> channel as well. I like the wordplay of your YouTube channel name. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm big on wordplay. I like corny puns and stuff like that. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> oh, so to piggyback on her talking about like the uh, female empowerment, I think I like that uh, the people in the show are real people and we look like real people. We're not mm-hmm. like, of course, I would love to look like, you know, the typical superhero hot superhero body but you know that's not real life but in this you don't have to be it's uh very inclusive people of all sorts of personalities backgrounds body types and everything and i think that's cool that kind of um goes back on the statement that i made earlier about being at the conventions and being approachable and you know looking like just a more normal person that's doing something bigger than themselves versus like rehashing the same classic ideas that you know are fine like they're classics for a reason, right? But at the same time, it's like, why not make room for new characters and new types of characters and what can be represented as powerful or super, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I think is really great about Heroinberg. And that's I, I love that, you know, as it continues to go, it's just, it's becoming bigger and bigger and there's more characters getting introduced. And it's just like, I mean, whenever... I first came across this some time ago. I was like, wow, this just seems like a really, it seemed so big at the time, but now that's like so small compared to what it has become. And I'm just like, I'm wondering, you know, what I'm going to be like, who I'm going to be sitting down talking to like a year from now. And after we we keep doing this and like, what's going to be going on, you know, like, is it going to be the, you know, the heroinberg, Blu-ray, Blu-ray collector's edition release <laughs> with like a, you know, the act, I'm going to be, we're going to be promoting the action figure line or something. Who nice. knows? You know, oh, that, yeah, that would be awesome. Figure, action figure would be good. <laughs> so that's another reason to attend those cons. Drop the dates one more time this weekend. Hazard Con in Erie, PA, July 26, 27, 28. And if you can't make that one, you got Steel City Con in Monroeville, August 9, 10, and 11. Monroeville's close to you. It is. <laughs> so yes. you can, that's a short trip for you, huh? Yep. It's right across, <laughs> the, it's right across from the mall. And uh, I live about less than 10 minutes from there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, uh, my, uh, a lot of my, my personal background and coming up in, uh, we'll say, you know, nerd culture, geek culture, pop culture, is really centered around Monroeville Mall because that was that was my mall rat mall. Oh, was it? So I, I spent a lot of time in that mall. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I worked at KB Toys I did for too. a while in Monroeville Mall. That was my first job <laughs> back in the mid nineties. Yeah. When were you there? I worked there in those early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. I was I was gone by ninety eight or something. But yeah. Yeah. Did you like working in a toy store? Sure. I enjoyed it. It was a bit of a bummer because uh, all my, I was like, I worked there after I had been a mall rat for so long. So it went from like hanging out at the mall to just going to the mall to work. But my friends were still hanging out at the yeah, mall. So they would just deal. like come in the store and be like, yeah, see you later. And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. And then I'm just like, you know, putting away like those Marvel action figures, like when they, Ugh. the ones that came with the comic books and stuff. Yeah. And then so I, much putting stuff back on the shelves after everyone tears through it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking for their favorite 
comic book character or whatever it is. Yeah. But I think that that's why I, I like still city con a lot just because there's not a whole lot of pop culture in Monroeville mall anymore, unless you go to a fucking hot topic or whatever. <laughs> um, so it's cool to still be able to go out there and have the memories and be like surrounded by all this stuff. I mean, I was going to the comic cons when they were at the expo mart way, mm-hmm. way back in the day. <laughs> which I, I miss that building. It's a weird thing to have nostalgia for. I don't know why. I just, I think like the first time I ever went to a comic book convention was in that building. So now every time I pass it and it's like a, a UPMC building. I don't even know what, it's some sort of say, hospital thing. Same building? No, no. The convent, the Monroeville convention center is oh, a different building. Yeah. yeah. That's in an old, I don't think that was a, a furniture store or something. Right. Yeah. So. Which is, so that it's way cooler now. That yeah. building's way cooler now. But the <laughs> other buildings, you know, I think it's, it's a, a trade-off CBS thing. Really yeah, like that. that's it. That's it. Exciting. Super. Yeah, maybe there needs to be a uh, maybe a character. Uh, <laughs> that's a good shot. That's a really good shot. Slow mo, slow mo walk. <laughs> I think that you know uh, we we had mentioned before um, that I got sidetracked talking about the cons and just getting into a nostalgia bubble, but still city con hazard con. If you need all the, if you want to get all the episodes on a flash drive, you'll be able to do that. If you want to meet some of the people involved with the series at those events, you'll be able to do that and, you know, keep in touch with everything that heroinsburg is doing on social media because they're across all of the, the social media platforms as well. So there's, it's, not hard to to uh, stay in the loop of everything that's going on, and there's a whole lot that's coming up. So this would be, you know, the point in time in the conversation where we'll be we'd be wrapping up here in the past ten minutes. I'm kind of asking about, you know, typically what my guests are doing in terms of, you know, their outside projects and things like that. But as we have discussed, there isn't a whole lot of outside projects that you're involved with, and that's totally fine. So. Let's take this into a different area. Okay. Um, in your, you know, personal lives, is there any big projects that maybe either of you are working on that I can maybe help you with? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, but not me. How about you? Um, you can help, help in what way? <laughs> what do you need help with? Um, I'm learning web design. That's super exciting because, you know, for the, 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 the concept of the show here is it's really just connecting people in Pittsburgh with everything that's going on in arts and entertainment. And it's yeah. like a, a networking hub for things. So it's definitely mm-hmm. for somebody that's in your position that is new to newer to the city, you could always just go in yeah. the back catalog and you could like probably just click on an episode and find out about something. There's always bands and artists and comedians and all kinds of stuff and people like that are on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking to find out about more comedy in the city and... Or you two just need to link up and... We can... Drag her out to some shows. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will Facebook friend you You if you are on Facebook. I have... I don't really use the Facebook much, but I'm on it. And I I, I do the... I take weird pictures on Instagram. Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram, <laughs> but that could be a way to be in touch with, uh, sure. with each other. And uh, speaking of comedy, I do remember, I believe there is a local comedian named uh, Ian Insect. I think he was in yeah. an episode of this. Um, and I have friends at a place called Trundle Manor, um, mm-hmm. and they often host comedy nights there. Or at least they have in the past. I'm not sure if it's still a current thing. But um, have you guys heard of Trundle Manor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are like a local house of oddities for people that don't know. So you see like taxidermy stuff, things in jars, cool oh, wow. turn of the century medical equipment, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's <sounds> cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely interesting. I'm always interested in people like you who aren't necessarily, as you've said, not like the most creative type, but you really do seem to have your hands into a lot of stuff that's going on. Like as soon as you're like, so it's like Trundle Manor is one of those things. I mean, a lot of people know about it, but like most people that know about it are other artists or for lack of a better word, just other fucking weirdos (laughs) in the city. And you don't really strike me as a weirdo, but maybe you're a low key weirdo. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) 
I think sometimes the weirdest people I know are the people who look really normal. True. Because sometimes true. if you're trying too hard to look weird, you're yeah. not actually that weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a fact. Those are facts. Yeah. It's a few, that's a weird thing about like conformity. Like, oh, we're not going to be in the mainstream. We're weird and different. But then they're all doing the same thing within uh-huh. their own little group. We're all the same kind of weird. We're all the same different. <laughs> we're unique in our group, yeah. sort of. Not really. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's what's always, it's always like cracked me up, particularly being somebody that's so involved in music and I've been involved in music for most of my life. Just all of the, the air quote fashion trends that people would never say are fashion trends within certain subgenres of music, like mm-hmm. particularly like punk. Yeah. It's like, why, like you all just happen to look like that. Yeah. It takes so much effort to just happen to look like yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. That, and that's and what like I mean. you all don't care, really. Right. <sighs> but that's so different. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I feel like the average person going to a punk show probably puts more time into how they look to go to the show than any of the characters in Heroinburg do <laughs> to get dressed up for an episode. I just gotta zip up. Yeah. <laughs> Punks are covered in zippers. There's like yeah. 10,000 zippers. Zippers and studs yeah. and bracelets mm-hmm. and collars. The and, hair. Yeah. But depending oh, yeah. on, depending on what you're To down. be fair, you know, if, that, if, that's, if, that's, if that's who you are and that's your thing, more yeah, power to you. Totally. More power to you. I, lo- I love all the looks. Yeah. <laughs> my look, my Did, look changes a lot, ooh, actually. Good. Just in my normal life. <laughs> I was that's I was actually just gonna ask you about like your look and your younger years. Oh were, were you At did you mall? have did you have like a phase, you know? Like I had a bit of a goth thing in high school. <laughs> uh, did you have any phases? Not particularly. I suppose I wore flannels a lot for a while. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no real no real phases. Um but yeah, I so I'm friends with a lot of different people and a lot of different groups and some of them are very distinct from one another. And so that, I guess, allows me to tap into, like, different parts of me, like something I wouldn't wear around this group of people. It's totally cool to wear. Oh, this group of okay. People. A chameleon. So, Oh, yeah. I'm totally a social chameleon. Got it. I hang out with, like, my Yinzer friends, um, my friends that are more into, like, being out in the country and in nature, and then the ones that are, like, I don't know, the weird friends, the normal friends. and I don't know. You could see me in a cowboy hat. You could see me in like <laughs> spiked nine inch heels and a short skirt or okay. jeans and a t-shirt or whatever. <laughs> My look is always kind of different. And I think it's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Devin, um, you were, I'm guessing, judging by your the trajectory of when you were telling me you moved around. So you were like in like your teenage years in New York City mm-hmm. then? Yeah. So how did like that environment, did it have any effect on your look? Were you like New York or were you, <laughs> did you just live in New York? Um, well, I was a teenager, so it was definitely like, you know, ready to experiment. I remember one of the first things I did in New York was I went out to this um, teen punk show. And at that time, my favorite thing was the the big, um, the big pants with like the little tank top thing oh, that yeah. the girls did. That uh-huh. was, I thought that was um, giant core, not brand name Jinkos, but the Jinko style. Yeah. Anyone remembers okay. the yeah, Jinkos? No, I, when yeah. you mentioned it, I knew um, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's like one of my first memories of being in New York is going to this um, teen punk show in a, it was in like a synagogue <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in Brooklyn. Cool. And, um, or yeah, like a, um, and, but the lights were really bright. I was like, this isn't cool, you know? <laughs> and there were, there were like adults, uh, chaperoning and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. At that, I'm just, re- I'm just remembering that because of that outfit. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that was one of my, um, but I think, uh, I wore a lot of black in New York probably. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I went through some different experiments. I wore red, red Converse for about a year with everything. Uh, yeah, I haven't, not a super exciting with the fashion probably. That's okay. (laughs) I mean, that's what you're probably, that's my, I have an, I have an an uncle who lives in New York. He actually lives, he lives in Hell's Kitchen. He's lived there for the past 30 years. I lived there for a while. And, uh, 
he's like really like OG New York, like couldn't give a fuck less about anything that's going on now. <laughs> just like you know, normal enough dude, but just like walks around, looks like a just whatever, you know, yeah. and like whatever. Just nobody, does nobody. not give a shit about like being New York, but <laughs> that also just makes him way more New York than like anybody else up there. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody gives a shit about what anyone's doing in New York. Oh like, yeah, totally. Like, I here, I was here and someone was wearing like a unicorn head and everyone was like, Oh my God, look at them. They're wearing it. taking pictures in New York. If you were riding the subway in a new, no one would look at you. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone would just go, okay. Like <laughs> there's a guy, I mean, they wouldn't even acknowledge that you were dressed up as what, I, you know, mm-hmm. do you think it's because New Yorkers are kind of not really into other people like, or is it just so commonplace or you, everyone's just kind of it's into a their mixture. own thing? It has to be a yeah, mixture. It's partly because there is a lot of shit going on all the time. Sometimes so like, there's literally a lot of shit going yeah. on. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot going on around you, but there's also, Sometimes you don't want to get involved in things in New York too. Like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to look at, you don't want to make eye contact. Oh, yeah. If there's a weird person, you don't want to maybe make eye contact with them. Cause then you might end up having to get involved in something. <laughs> <laughs> and most, most New Yorkers don't want to get involved in anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really bold of you to take those uh, office chairs on the subway that you mentioned before. I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah. It was, it was like in the middle of the day. So there weren't a lot of people, but I remember some, a bunch of high school kids, uh, it's like a making, re- making fun of me. That's a real unique situation to be in. <laughs> it was, uh, but it challenge. says a lot to your character that you were willing to do it because you had a job to get done yeah. and you got it done. Sometimes you got to go through some, some bullshit to get, to get the cool things done. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible so trial. <laughs> my, my, uh, my last question regarding those chairs, Yeah. <laughs> once you finally got them to the venue, mm-hmm. did it, did it somehow pay off at the end of the day? Were the chairs used in some way that made it worth the, the efforts. They, I mean, they were used in the show. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah. They, I mean, they, uh, they moved people around on the stage okay, cool. in the, in the rolling chairs. <laughs> <laughs> we actually turned them into uh, rolling toilets. Oh, so, so that's a productive use. Yeah. That's very, they New were, York. yeah, that's, I think it was definitely worth it. Okay. <laughs> Good on you. Hell yeah. So, you know, one more time, I want to shout out these dates before we, Completely pull the plug on this. Again, Heroinburg, Hazard Con, Erie, PA, July 26, 27, 28, where they'll be showing episodes 10 through 15 in a screening room plus upcoming clips from episode 16, which will be available a little later this year. You can catch them in the artist booth with Marvin from The Edge and Alicia, who has been on the show. She was on the show last time, aka Centilla, will be there. Also, Heroinburg will be at Still City Con in Monroeville, August 9, 10, 11. Booth N11 in the Vendors Hall, again with Marvin from The Edge. And, and me. As well as the uh, actress who plays Vendetta, whose name I will admit I cannot pronounce, and I feel very, very bad about that. <laughs> Mauricia? Mauricia? You got it. Sometimes you just got to try. He's got to try things. And that's kind of like, I just got to <laughs> take, take a leap of faith and try to pronounce a name that I've never said before. And sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith and put on a costume and get in front of a camera and do something great, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I want to thank you both for being on the show. Again, Heroinberg Comics number one. I usually don't have these many things to promote. There's just so much going on. But I think people get the idea. You can catch this at pretty much any comic book shop in the city that's worth its weight in salt. New Dimension Comics, Phantom of the Attic, Copacetic, Mustang, Walt's Hobby Shop, Big Bang, and Geekadrome, and yeah. And then also Heroinburg starting this week, Pittsburgh Current. Oh, it's going to be almost impossible if you did not see Heroinburg. I feel like at this <laughs> point, like two, three months from now, like if you have no idea what Heroinburg is, you have to be sleeping under a fucking rock because there's... No, I feel like they're not leaving any stones like left to be turned over. Just where else can we go? What can we do? (laughs) So this is really, really awesome. It was great sitting down with both of you to talk and uh, yeah. Anything uh, you want to throw out there Uh, before we wrap it? Not really, but where does one uh, procure a current magazine or publication, whatever this is? The Pittsburgh current, it's a, it's a, it's a free biweekly publication that you can find around the city much like some of the other publications. Like the city paper? 
So the, like that, okay. things like that. But they're the locations. I'm sure there's maybe a list on their website where you can okay. find them. I would assume. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've never stumbled across one. <laughs> but you before. could just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, if anybody from the Pittsburgh Current happens to be listening to this, from <laughs> from from one content creator to another, I have a hard time finding your paper. I understand getting things printed is probably not cheap, <laughs> so it's probably you know limited areas of distribution. But maybe sure. you might want to put your limited distribution into more trafficked areas so people can find them because we want to read know. them. People want to read them. And it's a shame if there's a pile of things sitting somewhere and nobody gets to see them and they just end up in the trash. Maybe we're just in the wrong places, Brian. Maybe the currents are in the right place. Maybe. We just have to find our way there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. So um, I think I should do an outro, right? And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, shout outs to Heroinberg and this comic and all these great stills from the show. They're going to, we've talked about where they're going to be. You know where to find them. I'll be back again some other time this week, probably tomorrow with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2019. Whoop, woo. Thank you for listening. And that's it. Goodbye, Internet. <laughs>